0: My guest this week is Doug Madori, Director of Internet Analysis at Kentik. I first met Doug in 2014. You came to SAS and did a talk for us on like internet routing, BGP hijacking, and a lot of that crazy stuff that happens in your world. And I'm super excited to have you on the show today because you just spotted this mystery of AS8003. Uh, it's emerging as like a, a huge story with all kinds of mysterious complications. So thank you for coming on the show, and I hope we can just kind of jump into what happened on January 28th. Before we get there, Doug, a little bit about who you are, company you work for, and, and and what you
1: do. Yeah, so my name is Doug Midori. Um, I am the director of internet analysis for Kentik, and Kentik is a network analytics firm. And so we do uh, net flow analysis, synthetic performance monitoring, and uh, uh, BGP route monitoring. Uh, so we. And your
0: customers are people like Akamai and. So these we traditionally Zidians. came
1: out of the. We have a lot of um, network service providers and folks in the internet business, but um, we're branching out into the enterprise space as well because a lot of these uh, use cases are very important for uh, enterprises as well. Yeah, the 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 type of use cases. There's uh, Netflow is important for DDoS. Uh, Uh, detection, mitigation, uh, just anything, any questions you have about uh, understanding how traffic is moving across uh, in and out of your network is um, uh, what we're trying to answer with uh, the suite of products we have.
0: On January 20th, there was this mysterious thing that happened around this internet global routing table. Can you step back a little bit and help me understand, help help the audience understand what happened and how you came to discover it?
1: Uh, Let's see so I will admit that I, I came across it just from uh, people posting uh, stuff about this on the Nanog listserv I recently cha- I just joined Kentic I'm still setting up my uh, my own monitoring uh, for my own analysis stuff so that's not uh, that's not I'll, I'll admit that I didn't uh, catch this on my own um, but um, other people started talking about this and um, I thought it might be interesting to look into it and uh, one thing that seemed to be missed um, by some of the folks that were looking at it initially was uh, just exactly when this happened. And I was like, oh, this is that's kind of an interesting development. We have a new AS in the global routing table that hasn't been around for, I think, maybe 15 years, um, and is suddenly announcing millions of IP addresses from formerly unused IP addresses owned by the Department of Defense. And initially the conversation of uh, people in this community was concern around. There's a uh, a lot of times if you see this, this is somebody hijacking it for. Uh, this is any- a
0: BGP hijack. That was the first thing that was. I think mind. that's
1: what most people uh, thought because it didn't look like it was coming from the Department of Defense, and um, and so this a range of address space because it's a. T- uh, Kind of famously unused, uh, often gets abused because uh, no one's using it. So then spammers can uh, take it to send traffic or uh, a variety of other use cases.
0: Can, um, we, can we can we pause a little bit and yeah, just sure. kind of linger here and back up on on what exactly are we talking about? You're talking about an unused block of IPv4 address space that belongs currently belongs or previously belonged to the U.S. Department of Defense. Yes. That, and why was it unused? And why was it unused for so many? Yeah,
1: years? Yeah, when you, um, I guess, uh, so the, the 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 Department of Defense res, was allocated very very large ranges of IPv4 address space uh, early in the history of the internet. Yeah, created. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it did come a little after the DARPA net. Um, so it wasn't wasn't from the like the very first day. But yeah, the 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 internet. Was born from the u.s department of defense and um uh, very early on uh when before it had kind of caught on as a as what we know it to be today uh if you asked for a large range you could get it because nobody thought this was a a lot of value and so there there's there are a lot of kind of legacy allocations that just have to do with who asked for it uh initially the dod came in and thought probably thought um well in the in the outside chance this uh, becomes something, we should probably have a big stake in it. And so they got. So they uh, put aside.
0: They had put aside a massive batch. When I say yeah. massive, what are we talking about?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, um, quite a few um, slash eights. So those are ranges of uh, uh, sixteen, uh, almost seventeen million addresses. This is if you imagine a, an IPv4 address with a four dotted decimal uh, notation. Uh, at slash eight is every is eight dot something 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 so um uh these are the uh big kind of recognizable ranges and they have i guess i I don't know off the top of my head how many they have but um i know that right now this 8003 is announcing nine slash eights and one slash nine i mean it is it is huge um so let's see back to uh looking into this um Wait, 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 wait. Before, uh, yeah, yeah. You,
0: before you get back to looking into this, yeah, there's bet. one little bit of um, uh, uh, definitions that I want to level set for the audience because sure. not, not a lot of people follow this this world very, very closely. What does announcing address space mean?
1: Yeah, so that's um, uh, that has a meaning in the BGP world. And so when I say that I'm using uh, BGP parlance uh, and uh, to announce something is to, um, or, or even more accurately one would say you originate an address range, and so this basically you're announcing, or you are you are communicating through the protocol right. through BGP uh, to your adjacent ASs that if anybody has traffic that's destined for the IP addresses that are in these ranges, send it to me, and then that message gets pr- uh, propagated on. And the the difference is if if someone is transiting a message, then they are just Taking, they call it route by rumor. They have a message they receive from someone else. They pass it on to another adjacency. Um, they Those people are not originating address space. Uh, they're just kind of passing it along. Most ASs are doing this. Um, and uh, but if you're originating, then you're saying this range is me, and uh, send any traffic to me uh, for these ranges. So that's the when I say announce, I'm, right. that's what I'm talking about.
0: Perfect. So now, no, it's inauguration day, January twenty eighth. What happened?
1: Yeah. So I, I. I, I saw in like I think probably a lot of people do um, looked up in Ripe's uh, RipeSat routing tool as uh, a handy handy tool, but it does have a weakness that um, I know I was always very aware of with uh, our Renesis tools that were a little bit more um, flexible is that uh, the timing is usually rounded to the next eight-hour block, and so you don't get an accurate like depending on how accurate you want the time. It's not that accurate,
0: Um, right? So generally, timestamps aren't one hundred percent accurate during these. uh, I mean,
1: it's it's inaccurate in a predictable way. So they round it to the next. Uh, I don't want like there's no error. This is just how it's designed. But um, so I saw it was uh, you know this thing was reporting that it was midnight, and I was like, well, I'm kind of curious. I'd like to know what was the actual time because I. You know, we just had had the uh, change of uh, presidential administrations, and it seemed like it was pretty close to that time. So then I, I was like, "Well, I'll, I'll go to the raw data." Yeah. Uh, so you,
0: went, what set off this little red flag in your head, though? Just the fact that it was the it was inauguration date, and this thing comes online, announcing itself. It had been um, yeah, it all like, of that had already been floating around your head.
1: Uh, it was already. I was like, "I was like, this is kind of weird," and uh, and and it seemed like uh, uh, you know people were trying to debate: is this an attack? And and it seemed like uh, you know. Uh, John Curran, the president of Aaron, was on, weighed in on the Nano the conversation and said, you know, uh, there's the the records are, are accurate. They still s- show the Department of Defense is owning it. If you have any further questions, contact them. I mean he was
0: So, kind of he, so that type, was immediately they ruled out a BGP. Yeah, it seemed like he
1: was trying to put put, put out that uh, um, put that uh, theory to, that, to the rest and um, which is helpful and um, and then beyond that he's I, I think he's limited on he didn't want to get into any kind of speculation. Right. Um, so
0: you go dig in now. Your your spidey senses are tingling and you try to go figure out. I'm kind of curious.
1: Time. Uh and uh I was like, I'd, I'd like to know a little more about this. So like I started backing this up. Like, so when did this actually start? And then I, then I saw it pop. I, I finally found the first burst of messages was at sixteen fifty seven and thirty-five seconds U, uh, UTC i was like well on january 20th on january 20th and so then if you convert that into eastern time that's eleven fifty-seven. i was like that was kind of a that was a big moment in time in the united states uh and uh, so at that time uh actually joe biden had just finished uh his uh, oath of office because they start that a few minutes like i mean it's at eleven fifty 1150 or eleven fifty-one. i went and, i went and started looking uh, at all the timestamps <laughs> of, of what right, happened right. like by the second of that day i was like all right so Biden had finished his oath of office, and by statute, uh, the Trump administration ends at noon. So this thing happened within uh, just two, and a, two and, a and a half minutes before right. the legal end of the Trump administration. When I saw that, I was like, "I'm hooked." Uh, there is a there is so something interesting here.
0: No thought that this could be coincidence.
1: Um, I guess. If it is, it's 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 pretty wild. Uh, if this
0: had been done a week before, would it still have set off your spider oh, senses? I'd
1: still be interested in it because this right. is what I do. But once I once I, when I saw it, it, was like within a couple minutes, I was like, wow. Um, and actually, initially, I thought maybe there was a possibility that there was some sort of uh, maybe this because this had been this is a dress space that people had discussed. Trying to uh, sell, um, since right? It, was, it had
0: been in discussions prior. They were, they were even uh, legal um, government yeah, conversations around what I'm we do sure with it. I'm not
1: sure we ever figured out who it was who had uh, proposed this. But someone had tried to force the hand of of uh, the Department of Defense to sell this address space, uh, given that its street value would be in the billions of dollars. If they're never going to use it, then uh, the way this provision was written into the Defense Authorization Act was that. That they would have to sell, actually not just the unused, but even the uh, the used address space. So everything they own, they'd have to sell, um, uh, and just move everything to IPv4. All uh, right, uh, sorry, IPv6. Excuse me. Um, which uh, you know they they wouldn't certainly wouldn't agree to that. Um, but um,
0: but it never uh, made it. It, ne- it never right, made it. Right. Really that got stripped out.
1: Um, it never it never happened. Uh, and then the same ranges that were under discussion all of a sudden come getting start getting announced by this mysterious entity that nobody knows anything about we still to this day don't really know wait much wait, wait about you're it.
0: going too fast you're going too fast <laughs> so wait, wait wait we read this we read this midday time stamp you're you you've like okay this is weird it's yeah. just way too odd and weird two and a half minutes before what actually happened was that it had been was subsequently explained the dod got into an agreement with a private company somewhere in florida what did you subsequently find out about this announcing so, this address
1: space? Um Yeah, I didn't. Uh, like I see, can't what, keep what? up.
0: There's just so many weird yeah, angles right. like, and I want to um, keep the story in line.
1: Right. So there's, I guess there's two two paths of investigation. There's one from the Washington Post and one from the Associated Press. And I was uh, ass- assisting both. And, That's right. But then uh, being a good steward, I don't pass the information between the two that would be right, breaking right, a rule so tricky, then you, yeah. you kind of just sit there very uh very politely and be like okay i know the other guy's got something you don't and, well you give um, the
0: washington post a heads up that for one, one yeah, of the so earliest I, stories i, I, around, I knew like, craig what timberg uh,
1: i've done a bunch of stories with craig timberg over the years he's he's a good uh, smart reporter And um, so I uh, uh, just gave him a call and I was like, this is kind of interesting. And um, at first I thought, like, maybe they're trying to sell this off. Um, And, you know, there's uh, there's been concerns with the previous administration that people may be trying to, um, you know, enrich themselves. I think I think that was that was researched and is not the case. It's not the case. Or at least at least we haven't found it. If that's uh, it's not clear, it's certainly not due to a sale of IP address space. So then, but then there's still, a, there was a mystery of like, well, so what is this? And um, so in their line of investigation, they had enlisted uh, their uh, Pentagon correspondent to get into the Pentagon and get something out of them. They got a uh, uh, a statement uh, from someone. So it was, the
0: it was the Washington Post's investigation that got this statement out of the, the Department of Defense yeah. that confirms what?
1: Oh, and then that just says, uh, uh, this is a, Uh, an initiative at the direction of the Department of Defense. uh, Let me read it. Let me read it for a second, because
0: this is the weird one, right? (laughs) Uh, The statement that they got was, Digital Defense Service, DDS, which I assume is part of DoD, authorize a pilot effort advertising DoD internet protocol space using BGP. This pilot will assess, evaluate, and prevent unauthorized use of the DoD IP address space. Additionally, this pilot may identify potential vulnerabilities, It's one of the DOD's many efforts focused on continually improving our cyber posture and defense in response to blah, 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 blah. So they basically came out with a one paragraph thing saying, uh, uh, this is a legit pilot program. But as part of that, the Washington Post also found out that the program had been, what, assigned, sold? I don't know. Like, what is the connection Um, with this Florida company
1: that no one knows
0: anything about?
1: Yeah, so we... That's still that's still something that is, uh, you know, so in the, in the AP's reporting, um, they went and dug up, you know, like, all right, so the GRS thing, what is this? Uh, it still has an address of Plantation, Florida, uh, which was, um, it ha- GRS had been a company from the early 2000s that was basically an email marketing firm kind of like a spammer for hire thing they had been acquired so bizarre uh, right yeah they've been acquired in 2006 by 2007 they had been kind of dissolved as they got uh, uh rolled into their um, new parent company and didn't exist from 2007 until uh they resurfaced as being re uh rechartered in the fall and then a new Aaron. uh uh registry for them appeared in the fall as well and then they sh- returned to the global routing table announcing millions of dod address space uh, uh, ip addresses in uh, january 20th uh, within a couple minutes of the end of the trump administration so it's
0: just so bizarre <laughs> right? I,
1: uh yeah i i think i think both um both uh, investigative teams um still would say there's a, uh, a fair amount of unanswered questions but it sounds like um if we parse, if we try to read between the lines of that DOD statement, that uh, I think, uh, you know, there's, a, there's two uh, objectives, I would imagine, in doing this. One is, if you announce the address space, then if someone else were to use it on the Internet, they would be more technically hijacking used address space that's kind of perceived as a higher level of a crime. Um, not necessarily legal crime, but like a uh, an offense to uh, the the internet. Um, and so announcing it would put your put your mark on it, saying, "Hey, we are using this. It's not unused anymore. So uh, you don't want to mess with this." Uh, the other uh, the other objective, likely, I would say, especially given the statement, is that if you if one announces a large range of IP address space, you get a lot, lot of crap sent your way of misconfiguring. Background figment.
0: noise, background yeah, there's, there's a lot of
1: background noise, and so in the blog I wrote, I mentioned the Cloudflare example, which is a good one where um, uh, you know they started announcing one slash twenty four and one dot zero zero slash twenty four. That it's in two thousand and
0: eighteen, right?
1: Yeah, as part of their uh, uh, public DNS uh, service, and because these had been kind of uh, the I said, canonical examples and textbooks it's kind of like the example.com uh of uh of routing right. uh, you would never want to put you, base your company on example.com because this is going to get messed up because uh so it's the example that comes so they they still i think receive a lot of garbage just from what ends up happening is a corporate network will assume uh this is address space they can use internally they have some device that has both access to the outside world and internal and as long as the outside world never announces address space, then it doesn't think it can send it out there. Uh, but if it does and it wasn't prevented, then um, you have this uh, situation where you can, it may be leaking uh, data out to the internet.
0: And you call it garbage traffic or uh, unsolicited background traffic. However, this is super valuable telemetry and data that can be mined in the threat intel world, right?
1: Yeah, no, this is, um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of work in the security space around you know uh whether data it's honey, honey data pots or either. any kind of uh, collecting and so there's both offensive and defensive uh, use cases for this kind of data especially if you get it in mass um uh, you've got some people who know how to go through it and find things um you're going to find stuff that i can guarantee that um uh, so on a defensive standpoint you know uh there's a lot of scanning that goes on, knowing who's doing the scanning, especially the scanning, uh, like in the case of a DDoS attack. Usually, the uh, uh, the perpetrator needs to do a scan to refresh. What are all the vulnerable devices out there? Uh, uh, once they found that, then they can uh, use uh, use them to go launch an attack against something. But that that refreshing scan has to take place, and may reveal who is behind it or some more details about the attack. That's a that's a. A common use case of this kind of using background traffic for defensive purposes but um but you're also going to see misconfigured uh devices like in some of these cases uh that people have subsequently come to tell me stories of this you uh, know they receive unsolicited unsolicited like syslog data uh, from this right. or other types of security stuff security stuff with security implications and you know if you're running a company you don't want to be sending that stuff off off out onto the internet, especially to a, to an outfit that is likely set up for the express purpose of, of collecting. collecting and cataloging everything you're leaking out.
0: Well, you, you, you just said you believe, do you believe that it is expressly set up specifically for this? And do you believe, can we speculate for a second? Do You think this yeah. is just, do you, do you think this is just incompetent corruption? We, we've, we've, we've ruled out BGP hijacking. Can we rule out corruption?
1: Corruption? Uh. Well, yeah, I guess you can never rule that out, but I don't have any. Uh, this this could be entirely the D.O.D.
0: statement kind of rules 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 that out, though, right? Or at, at least attempts to rule it out and put some sort I mean, of official drama and legitimacy. I mean,
1: you may right. need to know the exact financials of the deal. I, I don't know that, and we'll never know that. So, um, otherwise, let's just assume um, since we have nothing to say, there's any. I wouldn't. I don't have anything to say. There's anything corrupt from that standpoint. Um,
0: uh, uh, do you think it's just a front company set up for intelligence gathering? And why would it go through DoD?
1: It certainly appears like a, some sort of shell company uh, to, um, for the purpose of...
0: And we don't like, know much about this company beyond a few little listings that might be on Google, right? There's not much.
1: No. And uh, and so in the AP reporting, they had uh, um, they kind of try to found, find everything open source about it. And, um, but it was also somewhat inconclusive.
0: And even more mysterious, right?
1: Yeah, the fact that you can't like figure out who this music. is. Yeah, I, I as I said to maybe maybe uh, when we were talking earlier, if uh, if Raytheon started started announcing this or Lockheed Martin, you'd say like, oh, well, I guess I understand. It's, it's right. a defense contractor exactly. or we're at the DoD. That happens every minute of every day. We're moving on. Um, but if it's this thing, no one can possibly figure out what it is. Company-
0: Uh, registered in Florida to two obscure names that has a connection to a company that was previously involved with some spam and email marketing. And there's not much information anywhere. And then the DOD statement is just one paragraph that really doesn't answer many questions. It just feels so muddy everywhere still.
1: Yeah. And I think that that is what feeds into an intense interest in this story. Uh, and it's
0: a big story too, because can you talk a little bit about the size of this space and the scale of it compared to say the the Cloudflare, Cloudflare announced when they announced, right? You talked about background traffic. Yeah, they
1: had two, yeah. two slash 24s. A slash 24 is uh, just 256 addresses. So 256 times two, that's five hundred addresses. Right? We're talking about 175 million addresses. Uh, in the
0: hands happening. of this Florida company.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in what the kind of
0: data we talking about here, I mean, I don't know.
1: I, I really—it's
0: um, oh, just—it's just, uh, it's just monumental.
1: I would think it's—I it. would think it's sizable. So, um, <sighs> let's see. So, but where yeah, does the
0: story I, go from here?
1: I don't know. I don't know that we. Um, there's an entity announcing all of the address space, likely collecting anything that anybody leaks out. Cataloging this, reporting this up. Somewhere. A lot of data
0: leaks out there, right? Like, there's a ton of really, really, and, and what kind of sensitive data leaks
1: out there? I guess, I guess the uh, aside from you know, like this example of like like these misconfigured syslogs sending stuff out to, onto the internet, and this thing's collecting it up. Um, I mean, I guess someone in house might notice, hey where's our syslog? Cause it's not getting sent, not getting <laughs> sent to our server right, right. Uh, anymore. Uh, maybe they'll notice that. And, uh, but I guess the other, the other scenario, you know, we talked about, there's some defensive uses for this type of data. There's also some offensive uses. So, um, uh, a, a smart person might be able to, um, uh, trick uh, a network into thinking it's coming from the inside. Uh, if it uses this, uh, formerly unused DoD address space for internal numbering, um, like uh, uh, there was a blog uh, I just had come across recently where uh, people had noticed that British Telecom uh, back in 2013 announced um, uh, uses uh, 30/8 in, for internal numbering, uh, and that's whatever. I mean they can do that. That's, as long as that's now not announced on the internet. They're free to do that. Uh, now it's going to get a little bit um, trickier for them. Uh, but um, is this something I think easy?
0: Is this something easy for a defender or a CISO to spot happening uh, in its internal network? And if, if like, if I'm worried that my corporate network might be using this on use space, what can you help a CISO listening to this understand? What yeah, how so can I mitigate this within my organization?
1: Sure, I think um, uh, you know, depending on the complexity and maybe the age of uh, a corporate network, um, there may be it may have been at some point. Somebody set up some numbering internally using this uh, famously unused uh, DOD or the formerly unused DOD address space, Um, and I think uh, it's—I think a lot of people did this. Uh, I know of um, uh, several companies today that uh, use this internally, and um, I think—I think there's there's many out there. So um, so I may may not be that easy to just say I I want to know. All every instance of uh, the times I'm using this formerly unused DoD address space internally. Um, another way to go about doing it, um, and like we had we had talked earlier, uh, uh, was you know our uh, the Kentic product is uh, actually would be a killer uh, way uh, use case for it. Um, of uh, so we were what this is doing is uh, analyzing NetFlow. Um, and where is the traffic coming and going? Well, it's a, it would take you about three seconds to pull up a, a query and the Data Explorer uh, part of the tool just that say, tells you specifically what's leaking to this specific space. Yeah, I mean you can. There's there's a there's a, a lot of knobs uh, to turn on this. Uh, you can. It's it's pretty um, expressive type of query you can make. But in this case, you just you want to know anytime you're egressing traffic that's going to these ranges, going to this. Uh, outfit that is likely scooping it up, um, you can know that uh, definitively, and then figure out where is where on my network is this coming from. Uh, I think that would be I think that would be a smart thing for a lot of people to do is to go um, and you, you don't even have to pay. You could just get a you just get a trial, get a trial right, fire right, it up right. and uh, check, you can turn it off if you if you don't like it. But
0: Why think, isn't this a bigger story in more front page front pages than it than it currently is? Is it I mean, one of them? this? Is it because it's too obscure and technical for a lot of folks to understand the the, the consequences and complications here?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I think it is a little bit uh, obscure. I mean, I would say the um, I had heard back from the Washington Post that this was the most read story over this past weekend. Oh, so, fantastic! Uh, so there
0: are eyeballs
1: on yeah, this. Yeah, I, but I, I would I would um, uh, account that to how it was framed. It was framed around you know this was mystery. this last minute Trump thing um, and right. To be honest, uh, this activity spans the two administrations. So, you know, it began in the fall of the Trump administration. It continues to this day and Biden's president. So I don't know that there's any obvious, like, uh, political um, angle to this, uh, um, despite no matter how, how titillating that uh, right, uh, right. Uh, part might be. I think they... They did a good job, you know, framing it uh, to attract interest, and
0: um, yeah. But the I, sheer size of this honeypot is just like
1: it's startling.
0: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it's 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 larger than China Telecom, AT and Comcast, China Unicom, and a bunch of other.
1: Yeah, just so on the for what you're describing, uh, like I had a little graphic I added uh, just to put this in reference because I, I when we were first started talking about this, I was like, how big is it? This yeah. seems because seems, that first one was 56 million. I was thinking like this has got to be one of the biggest uh, AS's on the internet based on originally That's the first space. January announcement. Yeah, so that was the first days of it, and then um whatever a couple weeks ago, uh, I saw that it got um, much much bigger. Uh, went up from 56 million up to 175 million. It's like this is crazy.
0: 5.7 percent is... of the entire IPv4 global routing table.
1: That's right. That's crazy. So if you threw a dart, uh, <laughs> if you could throw a dart equally at any IP address in the the V4 routing table, you're likely you to would, land you on have a Greater than greater than one in twenty chance of hitting an address uh, that's announced by this um, uh, this entity.
0: So there's some additional uh, there's some additional uh, reporting coming from some of the folks at uh, Washington Post and AP that we can look out for, um, because I feel like this story is they, you guys have said, uh, oh, maybe some of the mysteries are starting to go away. But to me, it just seems like a bigger mystery still exists.
1: Oh, for sure. I think there's still intense interest, uh, aside from the fact that, um, you know, this was the most read story in the Washington Post this past weekend. Uh, uh, you know, they did another story just to further kind of explain some of the technical stuff right. uh, that was published uh, yesterday evening. Um, and I try to help them try to define some of these concepts because right. so I think it is a little hard, uh, uh, certainly for the average Washington Post reader uh, or AP reader. I'm a
0: journalist writing about cybersecurity for 20 years. If I see BGP in a headline, I still get the, the, the shiver. Yeah. Like, oh, this, is weird. this is going to be way too complicated for me to understand. So, I, and, and, and that's why I'm, I asked if you think that that was the reason why more more folks aren't really chasing it. It's, 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 it's that really hardcore technical backbone of the Internet type thing.
1: I guess so, uh, but also, I mean, like for you and I, uh, does it affect us? Is this a vulnerability that's going to get into our phone or our laptop? Eh, probably not. You know, so the, there's a the very unique uh, risk profile to this uh, development right, right. That, uh, that requires some understanding of why would this be significant? You know, we, we can talk about these, um, the large number of ip addresses it's announcing and how that's kind of this pinball number that's uh but you know why is this why is this relevant it's back to this idea of um people are leaking data out and um this is another way uh that's kind of solvable you could solve to make sure you don't send traffic to this thing but if they're set up just to uh, suck it up suck it down and find vulnerabilities um i know i wouldn't want to be sending them anything
0: i leave it right there doug thank you so much for your time thank you for trying Anytime to help man. explain trying thank you for your explanation and, and helping to explain it for the audience um come back if something else breaks so we could okay. uh, we could keep we could keep watching this i That'd appreciate it thanks a lot
1: Yeah.